welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of The Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas. You can also check out our website at hitthatline.com for all types of great articles, videos, podcasts, whatever it is dealing with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Be sure to check it out at hitthatline.com. I hope everybody had a wonderful weekend. I know you did because you're a Razorback fan. Razorback fans, I'm sorry, it's it's few and far between that you have wonderful weekends. And this past weekend was no different as you lose to the Ole Miss Rebels in Oxford by a final score of 31-17. to Where, oh where, do I even start with this? Like, I don't even know what to say. And, what, and trying to figure out what I saw on Saturday. I did my radio show this morning. I did a post-game show. Uh, uh, after the game on the radio, and I can tell by the reactions of Razorback fans that uh, you guys aren't too happy, nor should you be. You shouldn't be happy at all. And what I saw on Saturday might have been the greatest indicator to me that maybe, just maybe, Chad Morris is in over his head right now. There are 10 games left. There's a lot of ball left. A lot of things can happen. Turnarounds have happened before in college football. So if it gets turned around, I will gladly eat crow. I will gladly say I am wrong. And I will gladly say Chad Morris is the guy for the job. But until that happens, it's hard for me to come onto this podcast, seeing what I saw on Saturday, and feel like everything is going to be just fine. Like this program is going in the right direction and that it is in good hands. I don't get that vibe. I don't get it at all. In fact, the only thing I get is I get a sense that this is going to get worse before it gets better. Ole Miss is not a good football team, folks. And if you watch that game on Saturday, first, I'm sorry. Second off, you can tell that it was two bad football teams playing a game. And the thing is, is that people were coming after me about the defense. Guys, the defense is like eighth on the list of problems with this team. I'm not saying it's great, and I'm not saying it doesn't have its issues. But the defense isn't what lost the game on Saturday. The defense, in fact, kept you in the game and kept you from losing to Portland State. The defense is is not great, again. But there are much bigger problems with this team. And it all starts offensively. I mean, I don't even know where to begin, so I'll just do my best and go through it all. Why is Ben Hicks starting a quarterback? It is evident that Nick Starkle is a better quarterback than Ben Hicks. He's a better athlete. He can throw the ball better. Seems like he's more of a commander out there. The offense moved a lot better with him at the helm. It is painfully obvious that Nick Starkle is better than Ben Hicks. So why has Chad Morris chosen to go with Ben Hicks' first two games? Sure, he came out in his press conference today and said Nick Starkle is going to be the starter against Colorado State. Well, gee, why did it take you so long? You're the coach. You see him in practice every day. Surely. Unless there's just some sort of practice all-star that is coming out of Ben Hicks, 
surely you should have been able to see that Nick Starkle was the better option. And especially given the fact that last year, the quarterback situation was kind of bumbled a little bit between Ty Story and Cole Kelly, where they couldn't figure out anybody. I mean, is this something that we're going to have to go through every year under Chad Morris? We're at the start of the season. I don't know who the quarterback's going to be week one of camp. We'll see. Week two goes by. I don't know. We'll see. Week three. Ah, we'll see. Then week four comes around. Uh, yeah, we're going to go with this guy for now, maybe. But this other guy will get reps, too. And then that game comes along, and one quarterback looks a little better than the other, even though he didn't get as many snaps. Well, we're still going to go with this guy that started, because why not? And then that game happens, and then you get beat again. You know, that's the thing. Those are the things that fans are looking at, and they are truly starting to question whether or not Chad Morris has an idea of what he's doing. I think he's a good coach. I mean, you don't get to the point you're at today if you're Chad Morris by being a bad football coach. You don't do that. That's not how that works. And I know that a lot of you are wanting him fired today, and that's not going to happen, nor should it. It shouldn't happen today. In fact, unless just doomsday scenarios happen, nothing's going to happen until after the season is over. Now, if they lose these next two games to Colorado State and San Jose State, then let's start having a conversation. But nothing's happening right now, folks. But all of you who are feeling extremely angry and frustrated at the direction of this program, I have nothing, and I mean nothing, to argue with about with you. I, I, I'm not arguing. You cannot be this bad in year two. You cannot. Because from what I've seen in two games, it's a small sample size, but what I've seen in two games is a team that's just as bad, if not worse, than what they were a year ago. Plain and simple. And don't give me freshmen, don't give me inexperience. Well, they got 11 new starters. Okay, yes, they do, but they still have a lot of players that contributed last year. A lot of players, especially offensively. But it's not even just the quarterbacks. But the, the lack of excitement and the lack of speed on the offense the lack of execution on the offense, the fact that you had commentators who were calling the game, I think it's Jordan Rogers and uh, Tom Hart were on the call, the fact that those two guys were calling out what you were going to run before you ran it because of the way your formations looked, that's bad. That's a really bad look. And then you're out there running the Wildcat with Rakeem Boyd. What are you doing? You really think that's going to work against it? If it's not going to work against Ole Miss, you think it's going to work against any other SEC team? I'm not jumping off the bridge just yet, but folks, this is this is bad. This has become very worrisome. And I was one of the more optimistic people before the season started because I said they got rid of a lot of that baggage from last year. They upgraded at every other position, talent-wise. It seems like they have enough to really get things going this year. We'll be able to see that Chad Morris offensive guru that we've been talked about and that we've heard so much about. And in two games, and you can even make the argument 14 games, this offense has not shown us anything. Anything. 
the only performance I could say that they looked good in was Alabama last year. And I don't even count that because Alabama didn't give two rips about Arkansas. I mean, they didn't. So let's just be honest. They still only got 400 yards offense. So it wasn't like they just lit them up. But there's just nothing about this team right now that makes me feel hopeful about the future. And I think a lot of you are in the same boat. Now, again, I'm not calling for anyone's job. Chad Morris, Joe Craddock, none of them should be fired right now. But there better be something these next two weeks. Nick Starkle, if he goes out and balls out and really gets the offense going, then that's when I'm really going to start wondering if Chad Morris has any idea when it comes to the quarterback situation who to go with. That's going to be a huge red flag, as if it's not already. So fans, I get you. I know why you're really disappointed. I know why you're frustrated. The problem is, is I don't know what what to tell you to fix it. I don't know if it can be fixed. We're just going to have to wait and see. Good grief. But folks, I, I can't believe what I saw on Saturday. That was a very poor performance by a team that's more talented than that. Plain and simple. But I tell you what. You may not have enjoyed last week's game, but I know what you do enjoy. You do enjoy going to sporting events, not just Razorback games, but NFL games, baseball games, basketball games. You also enjoy going to concerts, and you love nights out, and that's what Vivid Seats is great for. It's the top source of tickets for all live events that you want to go to, and it's really easy to use to have a great app that is able to set you up with a loyalty program that allows you to earn credit back called Vivid Seats Rewards. You go to the App Store or Google Play and you download the app, and fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards loyalty program, and you will enjoy credits on their purchases as part of Vivid Seats Rewards. So be sure to check it out. Every purchase is backed by 100% guarantee. And here's the best thing about it. You go to Vivid Seats, you go to the app, enter promo code KICKOFF at your checkout, and you receive a discount of up to $100. That's right. Just enter in the promo code KICKOFF, and you will earn a discount of up to $100 with Vivid Seats. Go check it out, folks. We all love a night out. You may want a night out from the Razorbacks. So go to Vivid Seats, download the app, get enrolled in Vivid Seats Rewards, and use promo code KICKOFF for a discount up to $100. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, I wanted to uh, get into kind of the future forecast here for the Razorbacks and see if we can make sense out of it all, see if we can figure out what the future holds or what it needs to hold to get this thing turned around. Because you know, I didn't go into much detail as far as statistics go, because most of you can just look that up on a box score and get a better idea than me talking to you about it. But you don't need me to tell you that it's bad. It's really, really bad. So... What can be done? Where can you go from here? Well, here's the best case scenario that I can give you, folks. Nick Starkle, as was mentioned earlier, was named starting quarterback today at noon. Against Colorado State, if Nick Starkle can lead this offense to, say, five, six touchdowns, like some type of nice performance and throw the ball really well, and have some balance, and Rakeem Boyd gets it going, and the defense is able to slow down Colorado State, and you win by a final score of like 45-17, to 17, something like that. Then, 
things kind of feel a little bit better. They're not all in. You're not all in. No one's just pumped up saying, oh, praise the football gods, we are back. But it at least gives you a little bit of a, okay, let's see how this plays out. Let's see with Nick Starkle at the helm if he can get things turned around quick, fast, and in a hurry. Because if he can, then maybe Chad Morris will be able to save his job. But if he doesn't, and if things don't work out the way that Razorback fans are hoping, then I'm sorry, folks. Drastic changes need to be made. And there's never a good thing, and it's never a good thing, when your athletic director, as Hunter Yurichek has been doing, is in every press conference. He was in the post-game press conference at Ole Miss. He was in the press conference today as he addressed the media. That's never a good sign. So Chad Morris is essentially, and I'm, I may be phrasing this harshly, but Chad Morris essentially might be coaching for his job in the next two games. Because if he loses to Colorado State this Saturday, blow it up. Blow it up and start all over. You can't do those things. You can't have it that way. Like Arkansas is already the worst team in the SEC. I think, I know that people say, oh, what about Tennessee? They lost to BYU and they, they lost to Georgia State. I think Tennessee would beat Arkansas. Through the first two games, I don't see any SEC team that Arkansas can for sure win. In fact, folks, I can't even guarantee that Arkansas will win against Colorado State or San Jose State. That's how bad things have gotten, and that's how lacking of confidence I have in that this can get done this week. Now, again, if they go out and they take care of business against Colorado State and they do the same thing against San Jose State, Offense gets things turned around, looks a lot more fluid, looks a lot more exciting, looks like it actually knows what's going on, no more freaking wildcat, stuff like that. Then people will say, okay, this is what we wanted to see. You got it turned around. Let's let's wait it out. Because if you can get it going, we'll feel good about it. But that's why these next two games are crucial, and you have to showcase that. Even if you win by like 24 to 21, that ain't putting everybody back in bo- on board with Chad Morris. Like, this is a scary time for Razorback fans. And some of you who are listening are probably going to think I'm too negative, and that's fine. Just think what you want. I don't care. I'm just giving you my thoughts and opinions and my emotion from this all. I grew up a Razorback fan, folks, just like many of you. And I can't tell you in any part of my lifetime did I ever feel like as, as low as I do now and as... Not confident in the program as I do now. It's a scary time. It's a time that I don't want to be in. It's a time that I don't want to be a part of. So these next two games are crucial against Colorado State and San Jose State. And now if you win those games and you win them convincingly and you're 3-1 and one, heading into Texas A&M, not going to predict a victory over A&M, but you'd at least say, you know, maybe they can keep it close. Maybe they can do some things. It was a close game last year. Why can't it be this year? That can happen. But I'm telling you, if they get stuck in another situation like they did this past weekend, where they just look like they don't even belong on the same field, like that's that's the frustrating thing. Ole Miss is terrible. They're a terrible SEC team. And you made them look like they were decent. You lost to Ole Miss. You have lost 12 straight SEC games. Just five shy of your record of 17 straight SEC games, which just happened a few years ago under Brett Bielema. 
these are the bad times. But there's time this season to turn it around. There is time in the next few games to showcase your offense, Chad Morris, and to show that you know what you're doing. Because right now, there's a lot of fans, including myself, who are very unsure about that. It's game time. You can't wait any longer. No more 70% install of offense. No more of that. No more getting recruit and recruiting your problems. No, no more of that. You have to win now. It's do or die right now. No questions asked. No excuses. Now. Because if you don't, Razorback fans will be done with you and done with you extremely quickly as if they are not already. So just remember, you got time, but not too much time. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime with the Let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event and a promo code KICKOFF at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. More of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast coming up next. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, final segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I got to address this, folks. Bobby Petrino spoke at the Little Rock Touchdown Club today. And uh, I got to watch it in its entirety. And it was fascinating, to say the least. I loved how it was done. I think David Basil did a phenomenal job of him seeing the event and talking and questions and giving questions to Bobby Petrino. And the fact that Bobby Petrino started off and came he says one of the main reasons I did I wish I had the audio clip but one of the main reasons he said he came back was to apologize and to apologize to the fans and to everybody for what happened and he wishes like heck that it didn't and he also said thank you to all the fans for making his family feel welcome and for all that they did to for them and their program and Petrino got a standing ovation which was fantastic And, you know, hearing that and hearing some of the comments made by Bobby, you know, love him or hate him, I I get it if you don't like him or whatnot, but that was awesome. It was awesome to hear him speak back in Arkansas, and it provided some closure to me because there was always this open-end issue with Bobby. But having that, even though he looks old, he looks like Jerry Jones now, it's really sad, but even though he's older, even though he's out of a job and he probably won't get another big-time head coaching job, to see that, I was just, I felt bad. And I was like, man, we had some good times, Bobby. We had some good times. It's like that, it was like that really great girlfriend that you had that you, know, you were so in love with and you thought you were going to marry, and then she ends up breaking your heart at the very last second. You never see her again. Like She writes you a note saying, sorry, I'm gone, and you never see her again. But then you see her again, and you get some closure. You talk about it, you get her side, you hate it, but you still are you're glad that you're able to talk to him. What is the old phrase of don't be sad that it's over, be happy that it happened, or something to that extent? It's how you feel with Bobby. But if you haven't been able a chance to watch that or to listen to it, be sure to go over to the Litterock Touchdown Club Facebook page. I have the entire video up. And again, folks, it's it's fascinating. It's really fascinating. And love or hate Bobby. It's just good to see him back in Arkansas, and it was good to hear him reminisce about some of those great times that so many fans had 
with him as a Razorback football coach. Appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. Also, get after me on Twitter at Rush John Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We will keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We will see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 